0: So where exactly are we, we are holding knowledge. We started this paragraph already once, but let's start again. The bottom line is that there's a very interesting hiyom uh, yom that talks about how uh, there were certain maimarim that each of the rabbayim would say that would metahir the air, the avir, right? That they would purify the environment. And um, they would say them every one to three years or something like that. And they'd say it over in a different way. Right, so you had you had um, uh, each of the rabbayim would have their so to speak, go-to mimer. Now, obviously, it was called by a different name as you went to each of the different, uh, you know, as you went to each of the different uh, years that the, the mimer was actually set. Right, so it really depended on exactly uh, what year. So the famous mimer of the Rebbe Rashab. Uh, which is, uh, you know, a quite an easy mimer to, uh, uh, to, uh, that was said you know, in, in sort of an easy way, was the mimer via Daita Moskva, which was said in Tofresh Nun Zion. Now, if you look back uh, to Tofresh Nun Hay, uh, the Rebbe Hashab has a similar mimer over there, and then you could see throughout, throughout, the, uh, throughout the years of the nicias that he had similar maimarim or parts of maimarim that were addressing the same subject. So, uh, you know, what I would say that you can attribute it to is this idea that the Hayom Yom says that in fact that he was metahering uh, the avir with this particular maimar in different times. It was just that it was called by different names. So if you look here, right, we're in the middle of our discussion on uh, Yanika in Sameche, and right here on nun aleph or the new nun aleph, right, we see that basically for the next page or so, he's going to again address the exact same concepts with the exact same wording as he does in these other maimarim. He's going to address it mitzad the inyan of the Haskalah behind it. Then he's going to try to bring it down into practical. He's going to talk about parnasa. The whole story, the whole nine yards that he basically does in fifteen pages in Tefreish Nun Zayin, he's going to shrink to uh, whatever it is, a page, two pages over here. But Mistama, this is what's happening. That's why we're going in. Now, the segue in to this whole discussion is this idea that obviously when we are saying Krishna Shalamita, right, these little paragraphs. Now, uh, you guys don't remember because you are in the age of modern Sidurim. Uh, but your fathers, and I will remember, that there used to be, right, the Sidurim were not as uh, efficient, we'll call it that way, as they are right now. And in order to uh, to uh, say the entire Krishna Shalomita, you'd have to like turn to the back of the book, and over there they would have the parts that are, you know, uh, that are, so to speak, in the small print, in the modern day, uh, modern day room, actually, I think in some of the modern day Sudrum they're not even in small print; they're in large print, they're in regular print, like you just read through. Um, but uh, no, we don't skip them. No, 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 no. Small print; it was easy. Oh, and it was all small, but no, it was even easier when it was in the back of the book to not have to, you know, not have to say it. You know, it's like oh, just reading straight through. Oh, I didn't even realize I forgot tonight. You know, no, we didn't do things like that, and we still don't do things like that. So now it's really in our faces. But the point being that obviously if someone is saying those small paragraphs, they're not generally going to be the person that didn't say Krishma and he didn't say and he didn't put on tzitzes that day and he didn't put on tefillin that day. So obviously, as we've been talking about, uh, that is not what it's referring to. I mean, clearly it's referring to that as well, but that's maybe 1% of what it's talking about. What we're talking about is the avodah behind these mitzvahs, which means that in the mitzvah itself, you have the mitzvah, right? For example, putting on a pair of tzitzes, but putting on the pair of tzitzes has an entire spiritual uh, realm of what the avodah of tzitzes really is in the more of the, uh, shall we call it, ruchnistik light. Right. So similarly, the idea of Krishma. Krishma, Of course, we have to say Krishma twice a day. Certain times that we have to hit for this. Right. That is the. That is. Stand up if you need to. A little coffee. Yeah, coffee. Drink another one here. I think there. Oh, what do we have there? We have a little Bustella. Okay. Just, 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 just eat the powder. It'll, it'll, it'll also do the trick. Okay. Anyway, the point being what? The point being the point being that uh, the point being that. Of course, there is the mitzvah of saying the kriyishma, but really, what the mitzvah the avoida of the, the Krishna is is the idea. I was joking. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a joke. Wow! I think, wow! If, if everyone would take serious so seriously, whatever I say, be, well, we, we, we would be in like a very interesting. <laughs> say, <we'd> be, <laughs> <laughs> How was it? How was That's the powder? The powder's not bad. Also, mishtama. I, I don't know. I would figure it would be pretty good. Yeah, swish it around your mouth a little bit. Now, now, now we have, uh, now we have the total, uh, the total picture. <laughs> That's what we call hardcore. <laughs> anyway, um, so what is, what is the avoda of Krishma? The avoda of Krishna is achdus Hashem. The idea that ain't or novado. There's nothing else here except for the EbiShter, and living with this concept in every aspect of our lives. That's what it means when we talk about. That a person is poigim in the us yud because he didn't do kriyashma. What we're saying, really, in essence, is that he's missing out on the avoidas of kriyashma. That's what he's missing oh, out this was on. The first okay, ever. so this is what? This was the first mimer in the, in the semaph- Well, the second one. Not, not exactly, but, but more. This is like more to the point. Let's read inside a little bit. It says like this. So this is the idea of the Yehud Avavayev Elokim. And he actually says the Pasuk uh, here, that is the name of the Maimer in Tavrishnon Zion. You should know this day, right? Take it to heart. Hu Elokim. That Hashem is Elokim. Like we say that everything is what? What does that mean? hine Sheym Elokim Hu Ma'alim V'ma'ster What is he saying, Gabriel? The Shem Elokim is my master, al-Shem What does that mean? But the Shem Elokim is my master. Okay, so basically there's, there's, uh, there's, there's the nature that covers over the, 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 the revealed cut. The Shem Elokim is concealing over the, <coughs> the Shem of vayah. Right? In order for there to be a bringing into existence of the world on the level of metziyaz. What's metziyaz mean? Distance. Form. A form, a form, right? We're talking about a form, that it looks like a chair here, and a table here, and a tree over here, and the sky over here, etc. <inaudible> that if the Shema <inaudible> Havaya would be shining out in its clear form in the world, <inaudible> What is he saying? What is he saying here? Uriel, are you with us? You see where we are? You're, you're like in the uh, in the yeah, what is it? The peanut gallery seats over there. Come on, come closer. Come closer. You're so far away. Well, now now they're covering up, There's but can come right over here. here. Come come close. You see, yeah, well, you can see where we are. Is this in? You line, see where we are? Is this a flow from the discussion we just had about the idea Absolutely. of like, like the measurement of like? Like the amount of light versus Kalim Yes. Yes. So if there's no, basically, there's no chayim, there's no master whatsoever. Then it'd just be all light. There'd be no. There'd be no. It all. Light. It all fits together. So what are we saying here? If there would be only via new Adam, help us. If there would only be shemavaya, then there wouldn't be any form at all. The the Elekine gives form to the to the light. Shema Very good. <coughs> if we only had via what would we have? We'd have an infinite. Hashem, so to speak, shining in this world, and there would be no place for anything else. What is that similar to? Tahu. No, Tohu is a, there is a form <coughs> in Tohu. The highest worlds. The highest worlds, there are worlds. What is it similar to? When the tree falls Sin? and no is what? there to listen. What? When the tree falls and no is there to listen. No, oh. what is it similar to? Josh, are you, what, 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 what's happening over there? What are you doing? You. The orients the of where?
1: Before the Rishima.
0: Before the Tsimsum, Before the Tsimsum. That's what it's similar. Very good. Okay. So this is what this would be similar to, right? In other words, if you had Shema Vaya shining without anything else, so to speak, limiting it, right? So there would be no space for anything else except for the Orensov. That's all you have then. That's, That's all that's shining, right? That's all that there is. And that's what he's saying here. If you had, right... Elohim right? Where is it? Right? ha'ya if the Sheim was shining, i show you who the Oh, we are. Right? ma'lim al So what do we see from this? What do we see is the Sheim is ma'lim v'mastir al Sheim Right, that it's hiding, it's concealing the shame of Shalo ya begilu mamish, that it's not shining in a state of begilu mamish. Okay, uh, anyone that has a new sefer, there's a bunch of new guys here today. Nun Aleph, we are a Nun Aleph on the new sefer, three paragraphs down, four lines into the third paragraph. If you are in the old book. We are on page Lamed Gimel, two lines from the bottom of the page. So it says like this that it shouldn't be able to shine in a way of Gilui. So now this enables something. What does it enable? It enables a Mitzvah. It enables something to experience itself as a Yesh. What does it mean as a Yesh, Yehuda? Well, a lot of things exist. What's a yesh, though? It feels itself to be a separate existence. Oh, it feels itself to be a separate existence. It says, me'ayin, where am I coming from? I'm a yesh, where? I don't see where I'm coming from. I don't have any any connection to anything. Like all of us walking around in the world, right? Oh, it's me. I'm here, right? <coughs> so the worlds now have an experience of yesh. Yesh means me'ayin. It's not, where am I from? I don't feel anything. I thought that's only this world where you don't actually see where you're Good from. question, good question, good point, good point. So the question is, however, is, it's a metzius yesh? It's a metzius, it's a form of something, other. However, in truth, what we are looking at, is not necessarily what's really happening, or our perception of it is not necessarily what's really happening. What we are seeing is the malim vimastir, the concealment. (coughs) That's what we're seeing, the malim vimastir. But the obvious example of this is, what if you are covering yourself? In other words, okay, let's say that I cover my face with my hand. So now you can't see me, right? So obviously the point is it depends what is doing the covering over something else. If you have something separate, so to speak, covering over, so then you could say, yes, this is a concealment. But what if the actual object itself that is doing the covering is one in part with the thing that it is covering? I'll give you an example from Shulchan Aruch. We know... And a person is supposed to wear a yarmulke on his head, right? Now, what about if I sometimes, right? If, God forbid, I'm running and my yarmulke falls off my head. So I put my hand on my head. Is that considered a proper covering? I'm putting something on my head. Why not? Because it's me. Can I cover myself? Obviously not. But let's say instead... Right, I'm running and Gabriel's running next to me, and all of a sudden he sees a yarmulke fall off and he puts his hand on my head. So now that's considered legal, right? When we used to go on Mifsahim, right? And everyone would say, right, especially in, right, I'm sure you went to Hebrew University and you go and you like uh, Hanukkah candles, right, with everyone, and you tell everyone, put your hand on the guy's head next to you, and you have like 10 guys standing around in a circle, right? That's the way, that's what's happening. So he says like this. That the Shem Elohim is not miling the master at all on the Shem Elohim. So the question is, which is more God? Havaya <coughs> or Elohim? None. According to Yakusiel, none. Both have been. Both have been... Which is more God? That's what I want to know. That's my answer. Yes. They're, both el- they're both mam-ish. Equal, oh. equal amounts of God. Very good. So equal still <laughs> on the money, yeah. right? Neither is more God. They're which, both. Which is they're both equidistant. They're both the same. They're both one. They're both Hashem. Which is more me, my hand or my nose? My nose or my toes, right? My toes or my... It's all one. Do they look different? Yes, they look different. Do they play different roles? Yes, they play different roles. But which is more me? The the, the 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 question doesn't even start. It doesn't make sense. The whole question. There is no such thing as more me or less me. It's all me. So which is more Hashem? Havaya velokim. Havaya, you'd think, oh, Gilui. No, but- Elokim is concealment. But, like but at the same time, but at the same time, which is more? There's no more. And there's no less. Both are required. will give you an example for the difference between let's say a a Rav and a Rosh Yeshiva. Right? A Rosh Yeshiva can sit in Yeshiva the whole time. Right? And he'll take a piece of Gemara and he'll start pill-pulling on the Gemara. Backwards and forwards, Rashi says this, Toshua says this, Pineyashu asks this question. I'm back and forth and 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 back and forth. forth. Now, if someone's asking him a halachic question, right, is he going to go to the Rosh Hashiva? The answer is no. You don't go to the Rosh Hashiva. Why not? Because the Rosh Hashiva's job is to keep on going more and more and more and more and more layers and more layers and more layers and more layers. What's the Rav's job? The Rav's job is to be able to know all the different ideas back and forth and back and forth, but then to say, stop, ad Khan, no further, because now we need to have an answer. It's either yes or no. So is that limiting aspect a detriment to the Rav or not? Clearly not. It's an absolute necessity. It's an absolute necessity. You need. Oh, Sholly. No. It's an absolute necessity. Shali. <laughs> it's an absolute necessity. That what do you have? That you have. You have to have. You have to have. On the one hand, the chesed, right, of all learning Rashi, Taisvos, right? What does the Rashva say? What does the Maram say? What does this one say? What does that one But at a certain point, you also need the Gevura to be able to say this and not that. So which is more important? Well, you need both. There's not one that's more important than the other. You need to have the chesed, you need to have the gavurah, right? It's sort of like when a person is like, I'm not such a great mechanic in making things and things like that, but from what I understand, that when you have a drill, right, you have to have one hand that's sort of pulling the trigger and one hand that's sort of like <coughs> holding it in place that is not driving all over the place. So which is more important? You need both. It works together. They both work together. So the same thing here, this is what we're saying. That on the surface, you would think that Havaya is really where it's at. Elokim is concealing. But on the other hand, you need the Elokim in order to have a world. And since the Elokim is as much Hashem as Havaya is Hashem, right? Which is more, the Or or the Kali? The Rishima, right? Or the Kav. The Kaya the Kaya ha gvul The Yecholes lo It's all coming from the same place. Well, not exactly the same place, but it's all the same thing. It's all the same. It's all one. It's not the same. It's one. My right hand is one with my left hand. That's the idea that he's saying here. What's rabbi, your question? That, because there's a story with, uh, I forgot which Rebbe. And his, and his uh, child or grandchild and said, "Where's Tati? Where's where Ada?" And it was like, "Is this Ada? No, this is not it. Is this? What about? What about? Is this it? No." And then like, he calls him Ada, and then he turns and he goes, "Oh, there's it Like, like his neshama. Like that's you. Like that you have the body, and then you have the neshama, and the neshama is more the person. I don't know if that's what that story is exactly saying, right? Some Alsedek as a child did that with the Alter Abba. but it's it's a little bit of a different. We're not we're not. We're not no, discussing but you're it's all that one, right but now. It's not all one. There's the, the body it, it, is not is not as much you as your neshama is you. Right now, your body is you. If you would be without a body, you'd be have some serious problems. That's true. That's true. Right. But the inner essence of the person is not the goof. The inner essence of the person is not the goof. What does that mean? Right now, to be in this world, you need a goof. Right. Impossible to be in this world without a goof. Right. right. Impossible to be in this world without a neshama. So you can't say that the nishama is more you right now and the goof is less you right now. You could say that since for sure you could say that because the body will go away and so we learned, and, we were But then you're not, but then it's but then it's not you in the world and you're not you the way you are experiencing life in this world. Okay. So okay. that's a different thing. That's a different thing and nishama the way it is in Gan eden is different. That's a different Matthias. Let's read a little bit further. So he says like this Right, <coughs> So therefore, it's not Shaikh at all that it could really conceal. The Hester, the concealment is only from our perspective, Shalo the in order that the shame of Maya should not shine the way it is. what does that mean Shalo that we that it should not be felt the or and the gilu the way it is without any type of change to it or any type of effect on it or any type of limitation on it tai deizen niya nispastim be business metius and that's why it's able to be captured as a metius avala gabaha einova mail in master class in comparison and from his perspective there's no there's no concealment at all ve gama ide shem eloki mayra shema via beguli mamesh even through the shem eloki it's shining but Gamla Gabenu and it really even from our perspective also. Shaha Shem Elochim Malivamaster. The Shem Elochim is Malivamaster, Mikol Malcom. Nevertheless, Hare Mayor Gili Shemavaya. It's really shining out the Shemavaya. Share a Mahive Hu Hashemavaya because the one that brings it into existence, Shemavaya Shema Haive Kolabioso. He's the one that brings everything into existence. Rach Bih Day Shiyum Sha Aura the only thing is that in order that this array should come out and it should be possible for the worlds to receive namely that they should be worlds like it is brought into existence so let's go back to our example from the other day Rabbi Uda he wants to have the oral Torah written down on paper right but at the same time he wants to keep the concept of the oral Torah right so how do you do that you have to have both going on at the same time on the one hand you're taking down something on paper that's limiting the words on the other hand you're trying to bring out a concept so what do we have we have a Mishnah now Everyone knows that the Mishnah, you cannot understand the Mishnah if you were just to read the Mishnah at face value of what the Mishnah is saying. Because that's not what it's meant to be. It's not like reading uh, a book that says one plus one is equal to two. The Mishnah, every word of the Mishnah, every letter that's added or subtracted from <coughs> a word in the Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda Nasi coming along to try to show us Right to show us a much deeper picture than what we see written in front of us. That's why we have the Gemara. The Gemara is the rabbis from the times of the Amaraim discussing and trying to figure out what was really behind why Rabbi Yehuda Nasi said it like this or like that. Why he didn't say it like this and why that did say it like that. And that's why you have for example, right? We all learned the first uh, the first Mishnah in Shabbos this year. You have nine pages, or ten pages, or eight pages—I don't remember exactly how many—right? Pages that we have a discussion on what that Mishnah is talking about. Why should we have that? You have you have your five six lines of the Mishnah. It says it clearly. Let's get on to the next Mishnah, right? Let's get on to the whole story about right a person walking outside, right? A tailor walking outside with a needle. Uh, Let's get going. What are, we, what are we spending all this time for? No, because in those words is hidden all 10 pages of Gemara. That's what's hidden there. Now, when I look at the Mishnah from my perspective, and I'm just reading the Mishnah, and let's say that I, I, I am a 5th grader that's learning Mishnah for the first time or whatever it is, or second time, and I'm reading. So I'm only hearing what is being said. Right now, contrast that to Rabbi Huda Nasi. Rabbi Huda Nasi, when he wrote the Mishnah, what did he see? He saw in the words that he chose to write the Mishnah, he saw all 10 pages of Gemara that comes after it. That's what he saw. And the truth is, is that as a person becomes more and more of a Talmud Chacham. He also starts to see why did the why did the Mishnah say like this and not like that? Why did the Mishnah add this? Why, oh, I have a question on the Mishnah. Why did the Mishnah not answer this question? Oh, does the Mishnah really? Mean? And that's part of the learning process. As you get older and as you get older in terms of years of experience and learning, you start to get more excitement out of it because you're starting to figure out. Oh, what's the code here? Oh, the, oh, look at this. The Tana wrote over here like this, and then oh, why didn't he say it like that? And you start to get into it. And you start to, oh, look, that was the question that the Gemara asked. Because you start to realize that those words are not words, they're a code. They're a code for a much deeper idea. And the truth is, all aspects of communication are really a code for a deeper idea. Everything that a person says, whether I'm saying to myself, I'm saying to you, or you're saying to me or whatever, is really not meant to be just those words. That's why, for instance, poetry is such an amazing uh, skill to have. A poet who's able to use certain words that are able to, like all of a sudden, open up a whole concept in a person's mind, right? Like, in, with amazing, how is a person able to do that? He's able to write, right, for like a haiku from Japan, right? You're able to use like a very few words and able to like capture a feeling. And a person who's a great poet is able to put down in words, or a person who's a great Right? Author. The, Rebbe, the, the, the Friedrich Rebbe was known to be such an incredible author to be able to depict the stories of, of, of life in Europe, you know, 1800s, 1700s, 1600s, a life that we cannot possibly understand. What in the world what was that like? It was so different from anything we can... But yet, when you read, right, especially if you would read it more in the original, in Yiddish, as opposed to the English translation, but even in the English translation, you're able to get a feeling... For what was, what was it like? It wasn't just, a, you know, like telling, a, you know, like an encyclopedia telling facts. It's not facts. It's the, all the meat that goes around the bones. That is the art of using words. A great author, right, who's in the New York Times bestseller list, lahab deal, is not someone that is writing facts. It's someone that's able to pick a person up and carry them away to a distant land. And have that person live this incredible experience of whatever the story is which is being told. That's a skill. That's a talent. So what he's trying to do is trying to use limited words in order to paint a much broader picture than you could possibly imagine when you look at the outside of a a hardcover of a book. The same thing going back, Lahavdil, to a Mishnah, what Rabbi Hudanasi was doing was he's trying to use words to communicate a much grander idea. But the point that w- why we're using this example right now is that when Rabbi Hudanasi is saying those words, he himself is seeing the all 10 pages of Gemara laid out in front of him. When the fifth grader is reading those words, all he sees is the five lines of the Mishnah. That's all he sees. That's all he knows. That is the Marshall for what we're talking about here. Are the words in the Mishnah more holy than the idea that it's carrying? No, it's the same holiness. He's using these words to bring out the, the, the Torah. It's equally as holy. It's just that, the, that the, the child that is reading this Mishnah only sees the Mishnah. The Eivishter, when he has Havaya and Elohim, is doing the same thing. What I see is Elohim. I don't see it. I see a wall. I see a table. I see a person. I see... I don't see Hashem in any of this. From Hashem's perspective, that's all he sees. That's all there is. Right? That's the idea. It's like I told you the other day. uh, The example of ice and water. Right? If you had a cup of an ice a cup made out of ice and you put water into it. So from my perspective, you know, I'm, all I'm seeing is, oh, I'm seeing this cup happens to be made out of ice. But let's say that you were able to use a microscope and you're able to see the hydrogen hydrogen molecules and the oxygen molecules. And you see that there are certain molecules that are traveling at this speed and certain molecules that are traveling at this speed, right? The electrons and the protons and neutrons, which is causing this to become a solid and this to be a liquid. But really, Which is more hydrogen and oxygen? They're neither. They're both the same. They're both hydrogen and oxygen. That's what they are. H2O, right? Two hydrogen molecules for every oxygen molecule. That's the way it works. They are true. It's true. It's moving at different speeds. But mitzad the mitzias of what's going on, the mitzias is the same mitzias. It's the same hydrogen molecules, the same oxygen molecules. Haraya, that if you would turn on, put the whole thing into the freezer... The water will turn into ice. And if you tip the whole thing in an oven, the whole thing will turn into water. No difference. It's only a matter of perspective. That's the muscle of Elohim and Havaya. Havaya and Elohim. So we're living in a world that's bathed in Havaya and Elohim together. What we're seeing is Elohim. we have to go from the point of view of the 5th grader that all he sees are these random words in his mind to the level of a Talmud Chacham that is able to see that in each word when he's learning the words of the Mishnah (coughs) he's seeing all these questions and all these ideas and everything that's blossoming in his mind to be able to understand that the word is only a conduit to get us to somewhere else. It's not the end all and be all. Obviously, he's not going to necessarily reach the level of Rav Yehuda Nasi in our muscle, right? But he is going to become a Talmud Chacham that he's going to be able to see so much more from every letter of every Mishnah. That's the goal here. The goal here is I'm seeing Elohim, but am I seeing Elohim like a fifth grader? Or am I seeing Elohim like an old sage, right? That is sitting you know, sitting in a, in a yeshiva somewhere. That's the job. That's the mission, right? So, unfortunately, our nephesh of is, is are trying to tell us that you're, you're a fifth grader, that all you see are letters, words. means nothing. I, all I see is these two totally, right? All I see is a world that are, you know, energies and things and pieces and whatever that have nothing to do one with the other. That's what the Nefesh Bahamis wants to tell me. The Nefesh Lukis is screaming out loud and saying, what are you doing, Nefesh Bahamis? That's not true. There's every single thing is Hashem. Hashem is doing it. Hashem is here. Hashem is there. You just have to you have to tune in. Right? And that's the idea. Now he says, Come on. Derech Moshul. Right? Mayim and Mishachim and Nar. Okay. Uh, I have to stop here for today. Hashem will continue uh, with God's